it's hard not to be thankful <laughs> when you're really enjoying and immersing yourself in what's going on in the natural world. If you think about where you know you've enjoyed life the most, quite often for many, many people, it's some association with the natural world, whether it's camping, hiking, birding, fishing, what rafting, whatever it might be. That is one of the things I'm most thankful for in my life that I have gravitated over my the course of my life to having this relationship with the natural world to be able to step up in my backyard and really feel like I am a part of what's going on out there. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Nature Centered, a podcast from Wild Birds Unlimited about feeding the birds and enjoying nature right in your own backyard. Here are your hosts, naturalist John Schaust and Brian Cunningham. Hey everyone, I'm John Schaust. And I am Brian Cunningham. And welcome to episode number 79. And yes, it is November. So what else would we talk about except feasting with our feathered friends? <laughs> what do you think, Brian? John, I know you and I have some traditions with our family and our listeners. Hey, maybe you have your own Thanksgiving traditions with family or with friends and you do Friendsgiving. Have you ever really thought about traditions around Thanksgiving in November with the birds? You know, what could that look like? So we're going to touch on some of those things today. Yeah, absolutely, Brian. It's a lot of fun. November's a great time to really think about your backyard bird feeding and then to share it with your family at the same time. That's a win-win. So stick around for the fun. Okay, well, <laughs> we're off to November. My gosh, it's hard to believe, you know, Halloween's a thing of the past, and now we're on to Thanksgiving as our next big event. Who knew? Man, this year has flown by. But I think we're always saying, well, this is my favorite time of the year. <laughs> but you know what? Well, and maybe that's you know. just our outlook. Yeah, maybe that's just our outlook on nature. Nature constantly brings new excitement, new things to see, experience, do. And uh, November's another great month. And yes, yeah, we've got Thanksgiving at the end, and it brings mm -hmm. to mind feasting. And I, as you mentioned, family traditions, I truly, you know, that's one of the things for years, man, when I've got family coming over for a special event, whether it's Thanksgiving holiday or, you know, Christmas or whatever it might be, you know, what? one of my steps of getting ready for my family is getting my feeders ready, you know, making sure they're all looking good. They're all filled. I might throw a few little special, you know, things out there that I know are going to get birds like peanuts for blue jays, that type of thing where, you know, my granddaughter can watch and enjoy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah peanuts, so peanuts and bark butter, things we talked about in our last episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to up the excitement, especially, you know, when my, yeah. my granddaughter, she's she's uh, almost two now. Or she's actually still she's now two. Uh, but, you know, the bottom line, you know, she's getting to where she sees these things. And she saw a pileated woodpecker recently and just went, whoa. <laughs> just like so, grandpa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, definitely backyard birthing. Yeah, and we do a lot of other things, too, on Thanksgiving when we have our family gatherings. Yeah, like what, what do you do? Well, we quite often, you know, obviously the food, first of all, first and foremost, and have food and just enjoy a great meal. And what's been fun about that is the, the I have two, two uh, adult sons, both married, you know, and that type of thing. And so everybody has their little specialty, you know, everybody brings their little specialty and throws it into the food and that type yep. of thing. 
And when we get done, we will sometimes have a card game, like, you know, Euchre. We play a lot of Euchre and do that type Good of Midwest thing. Midwest game, right? Yeah. Some <laughs> people watch the football games on TV. Other mm-hmm. people, do, I, we've got a couple of big jigsaw puzzle people in our family. Oh, so yeah. sometimes a jigsaw puzzle magically appears from somewhere. So, you know, it's just things like that and things like that. But it's the same time with the way our house is set up and the way my feeders. You can't avoid watching the birds at the feeders. They're right there. Our big, <laughs> big, uh, great room. Our family room has windows, you know, everywhere. And the bottom line is every one of those windows just about has a feeder either in front of it or attached to it. So you can't, you can't help. And then by then, you know, I think we've talked about it in the past, bluebirds. You know, you get your bluebirds, the nesting bluebirds, and then, then they bring their youngsters to the feeders. That, but then they kind of disappear for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's during that point of the year, you know, when food is so abundant for them and there's so many uh, wild fruits, you know, the the dogwoods and and the winter creeper berries and all those different things that, you know, their the activity of bluebirds kind of falls off a little bit for a couple of months. At least at my house, it does. And I, I've heard other people speak about it, too. Yeah. And I hear about it all the time. And it's not just the bluebirds. It's a lot of the birds, too. And so a lot of times people's feeders are just pretty quiet and and then they worry oh, what did i do something wrong no no you haven't they're just hitting those natural foods but yeah keeping them keeping them clean keeping them a little bit filled until the birds are coming back and and it sounds like you generally find right around thanksgiving while you all are feasting here come the birds right yeah that's where i was headed with the bluebirds is about that time is when they start showing back up and and, uh, you know, they love, I've got a uh, window feeder mm-hmm. uh, and keep bark butter bits in it. And they go nuts on bark butter bits and uh, our, our bluebird blend. I'll put that mm-hmm. in there too. They go nuts on that stuff. But the bottom line is they're right there. <laughs> You're not going to miss them. They're right there and they're glorious. And, you know, nobody, nobody walks away disappointed when you see three or four bluebirds on a window feeder at one time, right. you know, quite the Testament for having a yeah. window feeder, right? Yeah. Bring, yeah. Bring the birds in close. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, it's not the only part of our Thanksgiving, obviously. Uh, I think that'd be a little strange if it was, <laughs> let's all go watch the birds at the feeders. You know, we do lots of other things, but it is a, mm-hmm. it is a, I would say it's actually more kind of a constant companion. It's just activity outside the windows at all the time. And when a pileated flies into the tail prop, I mean, everybody goes, mm-hmm. whoa, you know, it, it gets your attention, you know, or, or yeah. whatever it might, you know, but the bottom line is it's just, it's just a constant companion throughout the day. So definitely one of the things I do to get ready for Thanksgiving and any other holiday that we're having our family join us uh, is get those feeders filled and make sure they're looking good and make sure my water feature is working right and, and go from there. Well, that's fantastic. It's, we do similar things. Uh, movies come into play, uh, parades, watching parades. Some of some of the family members. That's the part of the tradition. You, you got to watch a parade. There uh, you go. Especially while you're making the pies. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing in our family. Pie. Oh goodness, you need pie always. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's it's all that preparation and the excitement of it. And you think about like you, you're talking. Get your feeders ready. As much as we do for getting the table settings ready or getting the food ready um, or getting just getting together with friends and you know cleaning up a bit and being tidy i think a lot of times we forget those feeders outside and i I love that you brought that up cleaning them up just Mm -hmm. get them cleaned up because you're setting the table for the birds as well right right they're they're your friends coming in 
they're my birds, right? <laughs> yeah. We we kind of yeah own own the birds. They're our birds. But yes, having those feeders clean and having those water features clean to make sure that you're helping to keep the birds as healthy as possible. And, and I think a lot of times we forget that. You set a clean table for people, we should be setting a clean table for the birds. One of the things that uh, I love is I have song sparrows that I know nest nearby. And, and song sparrows hang out in a few acres pretty much their whole life and, and nest and depending on where you are, I mean, even up to four times a year, but even if you have one or two nestings a year, that's fantastic. But they disappear for me in the summer. They're not, it's pretty uncommon for them to show up. But come fall into the winter, I get those song sparrows coming out. And so that and all the, the winter birds that are migrating in, that you get different sparrows, um, white crown sparrows, uh, even white-throated sparrows. Uh, I've talked in the past before. I wish I was getting those golden crown sparrows and black-throated sparrows. Right. Uh, <laughs> they, they all love to come into... Dream on, dream on. <laughs> right? Dream on. You never know. Everyone small one shows up in Indiana. Um, having millet blends out there in a ground-level feeder that now I have a nice roof over it um, to protect from, you know, you get the the rains or the snows. Um, I love getting that out there and I can't wait to see who's coming in. I know Tohi's in the east. Uh, the roof is Tohi. Um, is that what we call it now? <laughs> I just, wait a minute. Yeah, you know, roof is, I don't care. You roof is sided yeah. or. Right, right. Eastern Tohi. Uh, some, sometimes they hit the feeders, especially in the south. Um, but out west, the spotted Tohi's. Man, a regular visitor. That's another one. Dream on, Brian, right? Um, get spotted toadies at my feeders. There you go. There you um, go. But so many cool birds that come in and putting out uh, just a special food like that, having some millet blends because they love the millet. So I love bringing in those new friends. It's And, you know, sometimes you get together for the holiday. It's those friends you haven't seen for a while. And or maybe it's the family haven't seen for a while. I, I think I think you're on to something there, dude. I, I think <laughs> you're on to something. Maybe we should, I, I want to come up with something to, to celebrate the switch to millet. I mean, millet yeah. during the summertime, you know, you get indigo bunting sometimes and definitely gets your sparrows and things like that. But boy, it pays dividends in the wintertime, mm -hmm. in my opinion, much more sure. than, I mean, it's good in the summer, but boy, you know, all the different birds, the juncos and the white crown and white throat sparrows and the song sparrows and the towhees and go on and on and on, you know. Wow, we we maybe should we have a like a a, a millet celebration, a millet De declare millet day, day. Mil <laughs> millet day, because <laughs> it really is. You know, that's a definite. You know, that's a definite change, and mm -hmm. and one that you definitely, if you haven't thought about, should consider because there are so many cool wintertime visitors that use millet, especially when it's on the ground or in a a, a ground tray. Yep, for sure. You know, another another great food. I know you, we both, you and I both love to transition to um, that's a seasonal, you know, being that seasonally savvy. Here's a new seasonal blend beyond millet is winter super blend. You know, we talk about bark butter all the time because it's just an amazing food. Well, bark butter bits are in the winter super blend among lots of other really cool foods. And it is perfect as you're moving into winter. It is so high in, in the nutrition that the birds are looking for to supplement with, with all the fats. Um, it is a great food. I'm sure your bluebirds love it. 
coming in. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's that's just it. That's just the, that maybe that's the the Thanksgiving thing is the key to think. Well, what what can I put out that's a little different? That's a little more attractive to the birds that are showing up yeah. during migration or during you know coming here to spend the winter. And maybe that should just be a, a, a marker in the year that when I get to Thanksgiving, it's really time to take a hard look and say, hmm, what, what do I need to change up in my backyard food selection and my feeders to mm-hmm. adapt to being that seasonally savvy and doing the best I can do for my birds and give them a feast at Thanksgiving, right. you know, give them something they've, they've uh, uh, need and want and haven't had for maybe a, a while. So cool. Yeah. Cool. I, I love that you bring that up too about giving something they need and want when they, they show up for winter. Because uh, similarly, we have birds that were here in summer that have gone to their wintering grounds down in Central and South America. And there's something that we can give them that are down there during winter. And that is, which is also a perfect time of year, having a cup of coffee and knowing that your cup of coffee is helping those birds that were here to raise families during the summer and that they're not here in winter. Excellent. I knew you were going there. That was, that was like, <laughs> I was like, that's, that's a perfect setup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, again, it's one of those things that people are like shade growing coffee. I don't get it. What, you know, what bird friendly coffee, what does that all mm-hmm. mean? And and the bottom line is it's, it's grown in conditions. And, and I've been lucky enough over the years to hit two or three Central American countries on birding trips and and you see what are called sometimes shade grown plantations which are mm-hmm. technically you know the the purpose of them is that the coffee's grown underneath the canopy of the original forest cover so that you still have that habitat intact for the migratory birds instead of like you often see bulldoze everything plant your crop and just grow it out in the sun you try to to plant your your coffee plants underneath the existing canopy or much of the existing canopy. Although in my travels many years ago, shade grown was simply, they would bulldoze everything, plow out everything, plant a few banana trees (laughs) over the top of the coffee and call that shade grown. So you need to, you need to make sure that you're buying reputable uh, coffee, you know, Thanksgiving coffee, some of the Mm -hmm. other songbird coffee. Yeah. Not just, shade grown but bird friendly shade grown right right yeah they still have much of the original forest cover intact so that those food resources are still available to the to the migratory birds so it's helping the birds that come and visit us to raise families but it's also obviously you're keeping more habitat and you're helping the local birds down there to continue to 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 survive and thrive so and it's a good coffee too. They're really good yes. coffee and just the perfect thing to top off that pumpkin pie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or apple pie or pecan pie. Or... Oh my God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> pie. You need pie. <laughs> <laughs> you need pie and you need clean bird feeders to help celebrate the season. <laughs> Sounds so good. Sounds Shade grown bird friendly coffee. Any uh, other words of wisdom or anything else we can encourage people to think about? to have a better experience in their backyard? You know, I think that um, Thanksgiving time is a great time to take a pause and think about that gratefulness and that that spirit of, of being thankful and thinking uh, not just about yourself, but thinking about others, and which naturally occurs, but also thinking about the birds and how can we be helping them? How can we be helping to save the songbirds? Uh, 
not just by clean feeders and great foods in our yard to, for them to supplement, but shade grown coffee and just other ways, just, yeah, having that spirit of thankfulness and knowing we're, we're all part of the whole and we all can make a difference uh, in little ways. You know, Brian, I like that. I really appreciate you saying that it's because maybe that is the other key and maybe that's where the birds and, and thinking about nature and having appreciation about the natural world, you know, it's hard to have a negative outlook. It's hard not to be thankful <laughs> when you're really enjoying and immersing yourself in what's going on in the natural world. Mm -hmm. um, that, that just brings joy in, in more cases than not. Uh, if you think about where, you know, you've enjoyed life the most quite often for many, many people, it's some association with the natural world, whether it's camping, hiking, birding, fishing, what rafting, whatever it might be. Or even just picnicking. Oh, picnicking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think that that association with the natural world and I would, I, you know, be a little corny here, but I would have to say that is one of the things I'm most thankful for in my life that I have gravitated over my, the course of my life to having this relationship with the natural world, to be able to step up in my backyard and really feel like I am a part of what's going on mm -hmm. out there. Whether it's knowing the birds, whether it's knowing the trees, whether it's seeing in the activity, I was just explaining to you a few minutes ago, I had this beautiful white-tailed deer, the buck, you know, just handsome as could be, big, you know, eight to 10 point rack on its head. I mean, I'm sorry, that stops you in your tracks. You know, you'd look at that and just get a smile on your face. What a handsome yeah. critter that is. And and so, yeah, I think uh, that's what I'm thankful for this Thanksgiving. That's excellent. I love it. I love it. Well, and I hope everyone else can be thankful and, and be thankful with friends and family. And I, sometimes that can be challenging for, for some, but to take a moment and, <laughs> uh, but to be thankful. And if, if you don't have loved ones nearby, with the birds, their loved ones too, right? Yeah. I think it's time to wrap up and I thank everyone for joining us today. And I, I hope you're going to be thankful. You find some things to be thankful for and you can invite the birds to be part of that. You can invite friends and family to be part of it. Uh, if, if you're loving what you're hearing from us, please rate and review us. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Absolutely. I absolutely would love to hear from you. But until our next visit, when we're, of course, it's December. So guess what? We're going to be talking about wonderful gifts that you might consider are the gifts of birds just kind of what we've just talked about the gift of birds and what they bring to your life but until then brian and i are going to continue to let nature be our guide please take care be safe and keep those feeders clean thanks for joining us everyone to subscribe to the podcast get show notes or find the wild birds unlimited store nearest you visit wbu.com forward slash podcast. We'd really appreciate you telling your friends about Nature Centered. But more than that, we hope you find a moment to relax, enjoy the birds, and stay nature-centered. Nature Centered.